What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. Now, look, if you are driving, tighten up that seatbelt and get ready for this bucking bio, because today's guest is a serial entrepreneur. And since my last name is Oates, I do have some say on who is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Everbowl, an incredibly delicious and healthy concept. I call it my secret dessert. It's one of my favorite places to take the kids. He's a board member of the California Restaurant uh, Association. He's also the founder of We Build Superfuel Coffee, JFE and Holdings, Sports Investing Systems, Canopy HR, among others. And in his spare time, if you could imagine, he wrote a book that I just got called Relationship Bank Account, How to Make Friends, Have Fun, and Attract Lifelong Success. I am so excited to read that. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff Fenster. What's up, man? What's up, Zach? Thanks for having me, man. Really excited to be on your show. Yeah, sorry that like half the episode's already been taken up by your bio, but uh, you, <laughs> I, I even, that's the condensed version. Dude, you do so much. Um, tell me, though, among all the things you got going on right now, what, what are some of the things that you are most excited about? Um, my daughter's going to college. You've got a daughter going, man, I need to eat more Everbowl. I, I look like... <laughs> I look like I'm 20 years older than you. You got a daughter going to college. <laughs> She's going to be going to college in the fall. She got into Ole Miss. So I'm excited uh, about that. So my oldest, I got two daughters, one who's 17 and one who is 11. Um, so I'm very excited about that. We're going to be moving her in and, you know, watching her shine. So that that's, that's uh, one of the most exciting things. Um, I'm launching my show, the Jeff Fenster show, which is uh, syndicated by entrepreneur and I'm excited about that as well. Awesome. Um, and I just launched a company called Unevolve Studios, which is uh, <laughs> unique and different, but it's where I'm launching my show from. And it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. It's been fun. It's been a good time. Yeah. Well, t- and tell me about that because I, you know, at your, you know, at Everball, you'll see Unevolve all over the place. T- tell me about what that means. So Unevolve is our why. Uh, you know, when I was building Everball from the beginning, and I was working on the branding and what we stood for. I was trying to figure out the lifestyle side of the company and understand, okay, what do we really stand for? And as I was articulating that to my branding guy, Eric, you know, he was asking me really good questions. And I was saying, listen, what we were trying to accomplish was think of Livestrong back then before the doping scandal and how everyone wore those yellow bracelets and people got behind the concept. And I said, okay, what's our Livestrong? Like, what does Everbull stand for? And when I was articulating it to him and I explained, you know, we've over-evolved in society, technology is great, but it makes it so a lot of things are at our disposal and easy. What it doesn't do well for us is we no longer have to move our bodies as much. We no longer have to eat real food because laboratories can create all this stuff. And so I was like, just in a whim, I just said, you know, we got to unevolve our lifestyle. And he's like, that's the word. And I'm like, that is the word. So um, unevolve, we created the word. It, it didn't exist. We trademarked it and defined it to live actively and eat stuff that's been around forever. 
move your body and eat real food. Very simple way to live a good lifestyle. And that lifestyle should promote longevity, keep you looking young, uh, keep you feeling good, looking good, performing good, and be the best version of yourself. And so you'll see Unevolve all over the place because that is our overarching why. It's even on the front of our t-shirts in our stores because I'm a team sports guy. And so when you walk into an Everbowl and you see the word Unevolve, understand that even if you don't go to Everbowl and you go to one of our competitors that does it right, we support you. That's fine. We're one player on that team and we want everyone to live an unevolved lifestyle, move your body and eat real food. Dude, I love that. And the, you do so many things at at the store that really make it more than just like coming in to get, you know, uh, a frozen bowl. By the way, what, what do you actually call it? Do you call it a dessert shop? Do you call it a health food, a super fruit? Like, what, what do you call it? Because I call it my craft superfood. Super yeah, I mean, you can eat it as dessert. I eat it for lunch. Um, a lot of people do it as a meal. Some people do it as a snack. Some people do it as a dessert. Some people do it as a post-workout. Uh, there's no wrong way to Everbowl. Let's just say that. <laughs> there we go. I like that. I know you should You should start doing like, you know, stay open till 3 a.m. right next to the bars. And that way, you know, go be unhealthy and then go get your healthy fix, right? It evens things out. Well, so- we have a new product coming out called an Everwitch. And I don't know when this show is going to air, but by June 1st, they should be available in stores. And we reinvented the ice cream cookie sandwich. So we took the ice cream cookies that you'd see on a sandwich. We used our granola and made them into a granola oatmeal cookie. And then the base, the middle, instead of it being ice cream, is our bases. And we have a vanilla and a cacao flavor. And you talk about a a better for you dessert. Wait till you try this thing. So is this, and by the way, just just so our listeners are aware, is it a hundred percent vegan? Like, is, is there any animal products? So for someone like me who I'm hyper allergic to milk, I was so stoked when I found that out because I go to these ice cream places and it's like, okay, do you want, do you want like the sorbet that's raspberry or the sorbet that's lemon? And like, either way, it's like all you taste is sugar, you know? Yes. But when I go to Everbowl, like you get such rich flavors and they're delicious. And and for me, especially the texture, I'm like a big texture guy. And so I'm stoked about that. Uh, It's called the Unwitch. Everwitch. Oh, Everwitch. Oh, that's right. Someone else. Everwitch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're the Everwitch. I like that. Okay. I'm stoked. June 1st. I know where I'm going. (laughs) Yes, you will. Yes. And uh, it's cool. It's a a great little dessert treat. I'm excited to see how it penetrates the market. I might be launching it on QVC as well through our partnership with them. Um, We'll see. And yeah, I'd love your feedback. Obviously, if you can go to an Everbowl near you, go pick one up and send me a message and tell me what you think because user feedback is great. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, user feedback, you know, we we do a thing or two about that, right? So Mm -hmm. what... What are some principles you founded so many companies? What are some principles that you think transcend um, industries? Because I mean, everything from you know healthy food to a studio. I mean, it's like there's not an industry in CPG because in your restaurant you also have great CPG products. Um, What are some lessons that transcend? uh, What makes a good founder? Well. Uh, that's a great question. And I'll start by saying, you know, yes, I do. I jump from industry to industry because I'm industry agnostic. You know, my first company I sold was a payroll business. I sold a recruiting agency. I sold a digital marketing agency. I have a construction company and a restaurant studio, CPG. It doesn't matter what you do when you realize business is business. 
if you make more money than you spend, if you have a marketing program, if you understand your cost of goods or your cost of service, if you understand how to retain and recruit good talent, if you understand P&Ls and budgets and raising capital and shareholders and enterprise value and how to penetrate markets and how to partner, uh, leverage partnerships, if you understand all these things, it doesn't matter whether I'm selling construction services, payroll services, or a restaurant, the underlying business is the same. And so, you know, that's where a lot of people get, they struggle because they're entrepreneurs in the fact that they started a company, um, but they're specialists. They're a chef who starts a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're an entrepreneur. Yes, they own a restaurant, but they're a chef. They're phenomenal. They're, they're, their superpower is making food. Construction, you know, I might be a plumber and I might start my own plumbing uh, plumbing firm and or my plumbing company and I am the best plumber in, in San Diego or the world. But do I understand how to recruit talent and do I understand how to balance my books and do I understand how to handle inventory controls and marketing? That's a business. So for me, I'm very good at the business side of business. So whatever I do doesn't really matter. Um, I'm able to, to thrive in those. And that's why the industry is less important. I can hire and bring on talent in all those industries to help me in the areas that I'm weak. And so what makes a good founder is recognizing those weaknesses. So if you're mm. a chef who starts a restaurant, that's great. You're a founder, you're an entrepreneur, you're a chef. You may want to partner, hire, or, or uh, recruit someone who can handle the business side that maybe you're not as strong in, where I might need to hire the chef to help me make good food. The chef may need to hire someone like me to help them run the business. And so where founders go astray is they think that they need to do it all, and they fail to realize that, no, 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 no. You need to surround yourself with people who fill your gaps and can solve the areas that you're not good at because the true definition of an entrepreneur is a problem solver. And there's nothing Love but that. problems, right? When you're running a company, there is nothing but problems. Totality of problems is immense. It's a waterfall of problems. Every day, every new initiative, we're launching Everwitches. That's great. How do I get them to 64 stores in 17 states? And how do I keep them stocked? And how do I market them? And how do I buy all the packaging and how do I make sure that I have enough supply? So if a store in Atlanta sells more than a store in Texas, that I have enough back stock and how do I, 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 and when I finally figure all that out, a truck's going to break with product on the side of the road and, and a place, one of my cold storages is going to call me because they're going to be past capacity and can't take my product. And my manufacturer of my plastics is going to call me and say they're behind things are just going to keep coming up. And so it's how I handle all those problems. It's how I deal with the totality of them that allows me to either succeed or fail. And that's true for every entrepreneur. And so to be a good entrepreneur, you have to embrace the fact that you are just a problem solver. You are a business fire, fireman or firewoman, and you are going to be putting out fires every day, all day. And if you can find the harmony, bliss, and comfort in that, um, <laughs> you can be successful. But if it, if it just beats you down and the anxiety becomes too much, it becomes very difficult for some people. So that's where you have to do a, an inventory of your own self, who you are, what allows you to be successful, thrive and happy. And if you can handle all that, you should go for it. You know, I love that because that's one of the things I say all the time is that the backyard is always on fire. The job of leadership is to make sure it doesn't get to the house, right? And the, the problem often is, is in the, in the fatality of comparison. When we are looking at our backyard and comparing it to other people's front yard, and we're saying, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I shouldn't be here. And guess what? Everyone is thinking that. Everyone has those doubts. And it's about realizing, like, it's okay. It's okay that you have fires in the backyard. You know, like I said, 
don't make sure that you're putting them out, make sure that you're going at it and, and know that it doesn't mean that you're a, a bad CEO or a bad leader. If there are issues, it means you're doing things right. Cause if you're not bumping up against stuff, if they're, if you're not, you know, seeing how hot things could get, then there's no fires that are starting. Right. Uh, and, exactly. If you don't have any problems, your congratulations, you're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and one thing you said really interesting was, find what makes you happy, what, what your strengths are. How do you do that? How do you go about uh, finding, finding strength? What would you recommend for people? Strengths or happiness? Oh, um, let's, yeah, let's, let's go happy first and then strengths. Well, happy is easy, right? Because if, if I don't care what day of the week it is or what time it is, and I want to do that thing that makes me happy. And so it makes the work-life balance difficult for someone who has a family and a business and that, and they love what they do because I don't look at what day of the week it is or what time it is. I work seven days a week, 12, 14, 15 hours a day. I also am a dad seven days a week, 12, 14, 15 hours a day and a husband seven days a week, 12 hours to 14 to 15 hours a day, all my waking hours, I'm doing all these things. So I don't pay attention whether I'm hanging out with my kids, my wife or my business. I love what I'm doing and I don't look at the Mm. clock and go, is it almost over? And is it almost time for me to go home? So that's how I know I love what I do. If I look at the clock all the time, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to escape this. I don't love it. And yeah. that's the easy answer. If you don't love what you do, you want to escape it. You're waiting for a vacation. I don't need a vacation from my life. I love my life. So vacations are just part of it. And it's time to, it's opportunity to spend more time with my, my kids and wife. But if I don't have a vacation and I have to air quotes work today, I love that too. So it's fine. <laughs> um, strengths is a little different because there's things that we want to be good at. And there's things that we're actually good at. And those don't always align. Like I'm really good in sales. I don't love sales. I'm really good at it, but I don't love it. Hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. It's just the act of doing it is I like making friends. I like articulating value. I like working and solving problems and helping people solve their problems with product services and solutions. I enjoy that whole aspect of it. But if I was just going to pigeonhole myself in the sales world, I wanted more for myself than that. I want, you know, now I wish I was a world-class CEO and I could go run Facebook. Like that's what I want to be really good at. That's not me though. Um, I'm a startup founder, serial entrepreneur who's really good at taking an idea and getting it to scale and getting it to profitability and eight figures. You know, I've never had a nine figure uh, a year business. I've had a few eight figure businesses. I'm not sure I'm the guy who can get us to nine figures. It's a different caliber of, of CEO that needs to do that. There's different problems and there's different optimizations and sophistication that comes with it. I'm very good at scrappy, starting from nothing, building the house, getting the house set up, and then passing the house off to someone else who can then turn it into the hotel. Um, but I wish I was good at those things. And so did, that's where strength and- Was that just a monopoly? Was, was, did we just go monopoly was, on me? Okay. We I'm did. Like, we did boardwalk. Yeah. I wish I could I, do that on boardwalk. Yeah. We're, we're going back. I haven't played monopoly in years, but I'm like, I, I know this analogy. Okay. Yeah. I keep going. Yeah. But, but that's a, that's the dichotomy of what I wish I was strong at and what I'm actually strong at. And when I realized that and started to lean into my actual strengths of saying, Hey, you're really good at starting companies from nothing and building them from $0 in revenue to eight figures, go focus and do that again and again and again and again and bring in people when it's time to go from eight to nine. And so like at Everbull, we just hired a president. His name's Trevor Secco. He's amazing. Um, I have all the confidence in the world. He's going to take us from eight figures to nine figures. He's going to take us 
he's going to take us to the next level. And I'm here to support him as the CEO. He's the president. And I relinquish day-to-day control to him, knowing that he's going to do what I couldn't do. And there's a little bit of humility that comes with that and checking the ego at the door and recognizing that because, yes, like I said, I wish I could be the guy who could do it. I've just clearly know myself at this point and know that that's not my strength. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really important. I think that when you look at your, I call it your 1%, like find your 1% and really focus there because that's what you're going to make your mark in this world with is not because you took all these things that you're not good at and worked on them until you got okay at them. It's going to be because you focus on that 1% and you found that and you like, to your point, you, you put people around you who were better at the other 99 things, right? Yes. Yes. Now with all of this, one of the, one of the aspects of everything that we're doing at the end of the day, what it all boils down to is a great guest experience, right? Especially in restaurants and even in business, a great customer experience. Cause you don't have a good customer experience. You don't have a repeat customer. You don't have a repeat customer. You don't have a good business. And so sure. what do you think is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Making friends with your customers. Uh, my my first rule in life, my first success formula, my first core value is make friends. If you don't make friends with them, friends allow you to make mistakes. Acquaintances and strangers don't. So if I don't know you and you come in the restaurant and and we screw up, or you I don't know you and you're a customer of WeBuild and we're late, or I don't know you and um, you try an Everwitch at home and for some reason it melted in transit. Everbull sucks. Jeff sucks. We build socks. I'm never going back, et cetera. Right. It's just the way it is. Uh-huh. If we're friends, you call me up and you go, Hey, you know, I really had a bad experience at the restaurant and at your construction company with your product. Um, I just want to let you know, because I care about you. Like it might, if it happened to me, it maybe it happened to others. You may want to check this out. Oh, thank you so much, Zach. Let me fix that. And then you'll come back and give me another opportunity. So the way I do that and the way you should do that is make friends with as many humans as you can. And that means be interested in them. Um, it's funny, you know, that's why I'm good in sales is I'm really good at making friends and I'm good at making friends because I try to be more interested than interesting. And that means that I care more about you than me talking and saying all this, you know, bio stuff about me in a conversation, you know, we're on a podcast, so you've said it all, but like, if I had met you for lunch, I'd be asking you all about your business. I'd be asking you about your family. I'd be asking you about your hobbies and interests and, and what problems you're dealing with today. And every time you ask me questions about me, I'd quickly answer them and get back to you because my goal is to speak about 30% of the time and let them speak 70% of the time. And by doing that, I'm going to uncover what lights your hair on fire. What gets you excited? What problems you're dealing with? How can I add value in your life? How can I help? And so that made me really good in sales and it makes me really good at making friends. And as a result of that, they're more tolerant of that guest experience at whatever my business is because they understand like, Hey, this guy actually cares. And when they care, they recognize that we're all humans and all businesses make mistakes. Facebook has glitches. Instagram has glitches. Your, your car or truck or, or SUV will have glitches. Um, you go to Walmart, they'll be sold out of stuff. You go to Costco, you're going to get a bad box of something at some point. Like it doesn't matter what business it is. Everybody has down, you know, mistakes that occur. And so the goal is to always make it to where you're making a mistake with a friend and not on a stranger because a stranger will never come back. Yeah, I, the way I describe it is a ladder of loyalty where there's three rungs. The bottom rung is convenience, right? Mm-hmm. If you're really expensive and you're really hard to get to and it's difficult to order from you, like, and I haven't heard great things about you, like, I'm not going to go if if the effort is is beyond the expectations, right? That next rung is about con- is about consistency. 
are you, are you, do you have what you say you're going to have when you say you're going to have it? Right. But then that top rung, right? So it's convenience, consistency. And the third con is connection. Do, do they care about you because they know that you care about them? And to your point, I love that, like being, be interested more than interesting because, and if, and if you're wondering, like, you're like, oh, I just don't really care about this person or like, how can I get to know them? One trick I've always used is you don't have to be interested in coin collection, but find out why they're passionate about coin collection. And when you, and, and that's always interesting to understand the motivations of people, like wh- why do they care about that? And that's a great way to, to dive in. And I love that, that 30, 70 rule. And that that's uh, right along the lines of uh, I wrote a book about dating. And if you want a great first date, that's what you got to do. Right. And yes. I think, it's all about that. Love that. Great, great well, you, uh, feedback there. In, in my book, I actually talk about that and say, you know, if you've ever been on a date and the person you're with, all they do is talk about themselves, you're going to leave that date feeling kind of icky. And they're going to leave that date saying, oh, I love this date. I and so the it. message is people like to talk about themselves. So if you want to build relationships, get people talking about themselves. Love that. Now, in terms of the restaurant, any any tactics that you'd share with other restaurant operators out there of like, Hey, here's some things that are working for us. I mean, the, that's a huge uh, open-ended question, but yes, <laughs> of course. Um, you know, I think again, connecting with customers, food and music are the two things humans use in every life event from birth to death and everything in between. And so when you realize that food therefore has an emotional connection and food tastes different based on the experience. So if you walk into a restaurant and you don't like the service server, you make no connection with the human serving you the food and they serve you a plate of food. It will not taste as good as if you walk into that same restaurant and you feel uplifted and happy and have a good conversation and feel connected with the human that delivers it. Same product. It's been studied and tested. The food tastes better. And so therefore, if you can get that person smiling when they come in and have the human that interacts with them at the counter, make a connection to go back to your three rings on your ladder and get all the way up to that connectivity side, that food will naturally taste better. They will enjoy the experience and they will come back more and more and more and more. That would be super cool. I'm like sitting here thinking about all these life events. I'm like, yeah, you're like spot on. It's music and mm-hmm. food. And I, I love that. Um, last question. Who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry? Who sh- who's someone that we should be following, even outside the restaurant industry, but someone that we should be following that's been doing some great stuff that... Uh, you know, deserves an ovation. I'm going to say Tim Grover. Oh, okay. Yes. Cause Tim Grover used to only provide his services to the elite, 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 the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, the Dwayne Wade's. And now he's really getting out there and creating content and exposing what has allowed him to work with some of the biggest and most successful winners in the world. Um, hyper competitive and hyper focused. And he's sharing those tidbits now with everybody. So you have the opportunity to learn from someone who has not only uh, had a front row seat to some of the greatest performers of all time, but was their actual personal coach. And when you get that, when you get that access, it's something that deserves an ovation and it's someone that everyone should be following. Um, Tim's a great guy, a great human being, and uh, he's a best-selling author. He's got a couple books. If you don't know him, go follow him. I'll just tell you, he is the, he was hired by Michael Jordan to be his personal coach, then Kobe Bryant, then Dwayne Wade, and a whole host of business executives and athletes after. And so if you want to know a commonality between Kobe and Jordan, it's Tim Grover. Interesting. Okay. 
checking that out. That's pretty cool. Yes. And his book so, Relentless is one of my favorite books of all time. That's right. Relentless. Uh, such a good book. I know. I was like, why do I know that name so well? That's right. Relentless. That's yes. the awesome book. Um, and didn't he come out with another book winning or? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, awesome. Well, uh, so to our listeners, check out Jeff Fenster. Go, go check him out. Go get his book, Relationship Bank Account. Uh, go to an Everbowl. Check out Everbowl. Go there and try the Everwitch, which I'm going to do. And uh, Jeff, for showing us that you can have your acai bowl and eat it too, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation. Thank you so much for having me. And one little gift I will give to anyone listening, if you want a free PDF that I put together. It's uh, called my Network to Millions Playbook. It's some tactics that I use to build that network. It's completely free, no strings attached. Just text Jeff to 33777. You can download it. Um, it's kind of a cliff note version, but it provides some really th- some things you can do right now. And so it's a little gift that I like to, to give out. So um, once again, text the word three, Jeff to 33777. Three, okay, let's do that. And we'll also put that yes. in the show notes. All right, Jeff, thanks, my man. Thanks for having me, Zach. Great to great to hang with you, and I look forward to hanging again soon when I'm in Utah. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.